Jeff Camacho in the studio because I have Chris Boulay with me, which is going to make the upfront program today and tomorrow. He's pulling double duty so much easier. So uh, thank you so much for being here, Chris Boulay. Always a pleasure, but uh, especially these next two days. <laughs> uh, nice to uh, nice to see you. And of course, it's your calls and conversation, 769-0600. If you want to speak with Chris, and you can always email uh, up front at WMRI.com to join the show as well. Uh, so uh, good morning, Chris. And Roger usually uh, allows you to, uh, the, to, to set the pace of what's on the agenda. I have a few thoughts of what you might bring in, but I'm anxious to see what's on your mind. So um, what's on your mind on this uh, Wednesday morning? Well, we are going to miss Roger for the for the month of December, but I'm sitting with the number one uh, radio personality in the Blackstone Valley. So congratulations. Yeah, and and, and uh, you did well as well uh, uh, in there. There's it a lot of compliments on your appearances, and it paid off. Not only uh, did you score in the radio category for the first time, and I guess it's kind of nice the way they, they revamped the uh, voting this year, uh, taking them out of the paper, doing them online uh, to, uh, to uh, as, as I was told, to uh, cut down on the padding of votes, <laughs> and it was certainly a lot different results this year, and we were both uh, very honored. I, I know we spoke on it, uh, Chris, to be recognized, uh, but you also landed it for, again, your your financial work. Um, no surprise there. Uh, and, of course, if you don't know Chris Boulay, uh, if you're just tuning in for the first time, uh, get to know him. Get to know him, that's for sure. Always uh, good information. Uh, so it should go okay. Uh, today with uh, you and me, we should be able to talk with folks. Uh, I would very think nicely. so. Yeah, and I, and, I, and I was told it was a huge accomplishment for me to finish second yes. to you for radio personality without a personality. So oh, they never, they've never oh, seen really? that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good line. Whoever, whoever laid that on you, um, but yeah, and the very rare occasion uh, over this year, we had the first, second, and third in studio. Yes, um, with uh, with me, you, and Rogers. So uh, we are very grateful to all those. Who supported it, uh, especially in the Pawtucket times as well. So I, uh, I've been saying on purpose now, hello to our friends in Pawtucket, as that was a pleasant surprise as well. Uh, so where are we going today? There's so many choices. There, there really is, and I always mention that it, uh, preparing for the show 15 years ago, we, we would uh, do it on a Sunday, and now things move so, so quick. And I'm watching uh, Fox News last night, and Herschel um, Walker, who's uh, an idol of mine, college football player, pro football player, decided to go into politics and ran for Senate, the junior senator position in Georgia, and he had a runoff against Raphael Warnock. And I'm watching Tucker Carlson, and Tucker Carlson's show is pretty much built on what's wrong with the liberals, and this is why we shouldn't support them. And then you watch the screen crawler below as Warnock ends up beating uh, Herschel Walker. Extremely close. The thing that struck me is... They like to make they general term people are making fun of the pollsters and how inaccurate they were. Obviously, Hillary Clinton being number one, losing to Trump in 2016. But they were incredibly accurate this time. They said that Warnock was going to win by a, a nudge, and that's what happened. It was pretty much, I think, 50 and a half to 49 and a half. Georgia has a runoff because those are the only two. And because they had a third candidate who got about 3 or 4%, nobody got 50%, so now they have the runoff. Wasn't nearly as exciting because it didn't decide the power in the Senate. It's now 52 to 48. And um, so we have a divided uh, Congress with the Republicans taking the House and the Democrats taking the Senate. And thinking from a financial standpoint, the market generally likes that because it's gridlock. And any extremes, either way, tend to uh, spook the market. And the fact that we have a, a split right now is it, probably going to be good for democracy. It's probably going to be good for the country. And we'll see if it's good for the stock market. History says it, but past performance is no guarantee of uh, future performance. That's very interesting. Uh, any way, if it was a landslide any other way, it can adversely affect the market. That's a very interesting concept to me. <laughs> well, think about the fact of all of the spending. I, I think any open-minded person would say we overdid it with all of the stimulus spending. You know, we're sitting on $610 million in Rhode Island. You know, everyone's fighting how to, how to blow it and not, and not put it away for a rainy day or do other things for it. And so we have inflation, you know, the worst inflation we've had since the late 70s, early 80s with Jimmy Carter. So the fact that it was a Democratic 
administration, Democratic Congress just kind of jammed this thing through. And I don't think it was good for the country. And if you listen to some of the banking leaders, we can talk about that. But, you know, uh, Jamie Dimon, who I respect, and Brian Moynihan uh, from Bank of America runs a huge operation. They're concerned about what's coming up as far as the recession. Um, but a um, lot of doublespeak from J.B. Diamond, as much as I like him, he said we could look at a very mild recession to a great, real tough re- recession. Well, I mean, you get paid for that, for those kind of comments. But everyone's a little concerned. We can see the cutting right now. And certainly we're going to have some kind of reckoning. The race was interesting to watch in Georgia um, because... I I remember watching Herschel Walker just because you, you're a football hero, a sports hero. Uh, I look for a little more in my candidates. So I was not very excited about Herschel Walker. I heard some of his speeches. I found him very lacking in his presentations. Um, his responses to the allegations um, uh, from his exes, which were very damaging um, and very consistent on the lady's behalf, uh, led a lot to be desired with me. And the fallback of, you know, mental illnesses of, as a reason that he, you know, allegedly had a firearm in his uh, child's mother's face. Um, really made me say, and we're going to send this guy to Congress, but when you look at how close it was, more than people having faith in Herschel Walker, uh, it, it, it might say a lot, although the GOP wave did not happen in the midterm. I, 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 I felt it wasn't going to happen in the midterm. I said, I think what's going to happen with the midterm is you're going to see the, uh, if you will, ocean draw back for the big red wave that will come in the next cycle, uh, I mean, and you see that when you're at the ocean, the, before you get a big wave, there has to be a pullback uh, to gain that momentum. And, and I think that's what we just saw. The red wave will come in two years. Um, but being so close as it was in Georgia, to me, had to be more of a reflection on the national power between Democrats and Republicans rather than the actual belief in either one of these two candidates. And I, I think you make a great point there. They're, they're both very flawed candidates. And Warnock, my, my, I have a, a bias against him because he fights racism with racism. Right. You know, he's the one who pushed um, separating and uh, treating black farmers different from white farmers and that that's just no place if you're trying to fix racism you can't you know fix it with more racism and I guess the Supreme Court would decide on that for affirmative action but it, it just gets very very messy but yeah um, Herschel Walker as much as I like Tim and Georgia and, and in the NFL he's not the smartest guy in the world he did have his Republican conservative talking points and I, I think he believes them but he would have a big learning curve but Warnock is just uh, I mean, certainly I would have voted for Herschel Walker had I been yeah. a, uh, in Georgia. We, and you mentioned something about the stimulus money. And, uh, of course, when you do daybreak, you, you read the news. You don't comment on the news. Um, but, you know, tied to your statement of sitting on the stimulus money, what to do with it, and not to change topic on you, but uh, I've been waiting to see this Providence program of using the ARPA money to reinstate driver's licenses. And this one woman, uh, 16 years, she's had a suspended life. That has absolutely nothing to do with the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, 16-year pandemic, right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> she hasn't had a license for 16 years. But they're going to pump millions into this program. Uh, and they say it's the number one reason people are arrested in Providence. But, you know, what shame on them. I mean, what are you going to say? Um, it's going to be interesting when the guidelines were set on spending the ARPA money uh, to rectify things that occurred as a result of the pandemic. If this ordinance ever gets uh, looked at, um, and and I just wanted to say, what a poor choice of ways to use the American Rescue Act money for the city of Providence. As uh, many of these folks, uh, within 16 years, you should be able to, 
you know, figure out a way to get your license back. And that's not exactly COVID related. And, and it's interesting, Brett Smiley taking over in Providence is as liberal as he is. He looks like Ronald Reagan compared to the incumbent right. and the whole idea of reparations. You know, we're not holding people responsible for what they're doing today, but we want to hold people who had nothing to do with this stuff. It, it's just, it's unbelievable. It ties in with the reparations that you know, the Ross and the United States that you have, even though India and China are the two biggest polluters in the world, they want the United States to have reparations. What are you, crazy? And this whole idea of just not taking this one-time opportunity and not fixing the state so we have a better uh, economic environment, because that's really what, what they can do. But we've talked about it. I've given my examples, and I don't feel like running for governor. Um, but I think we certainly, a couple of things we could do is lower the ta- income tax, the sales tax, the income tax as well, and get rid of the, um, the state tax. Those things would all make our state more attractive. Well, we're going to hit a quick commercial break. We do have Chris Brule in studio, and we're looking for your calls and conversation. First time of the day that we can open up the phone lines and hear what's on your mind. You want to join Chris Brule? Join us, 769-0600. Remember, you can email upfront at WNRI.com. A quick message from Roger Bouchard. Reminding you that the Elks do something different all week long. For instance, on Tuesdays, those delicious, fresh Italian grinders that we prepare ourselves Tuesdays from 10 to 1. They're only $8 in there every Tuesday in the parking lot at 380 Social Street. Same location on Wednesday. However, it's Italian night at the Elks. And that means you can have your favorite veal parmesan or chicken parmesan or any other Italian... A delicacy that we offer on the night. Sometimes we have a special, but it all happens between 5 and 7.30, Italian night at the Elks. And then on Friday is fish fry, same time from 5 until 7.30, with the fish and chips and the chowder and the clam cakes and the baked fish. And for those who are not into seafood, we have the steak sandwich and the steak and cheese sandwich with french fries. So if you're looking for something on Friday night or on Wednesday night, Italian night Wednesdays, 5 to 7.30, and it's fish fry, 5 to 7.30 on Friday nights at the Elks, right here in Woonsocket at 380 Social Street. The public is invited to our dining rooms. His name is Mickey Silva, and he's with Residential Properties, and he says, you know, happy clients are the most important thing to him. He'll attend to every detail in selling or buying your house. We try to make it as simple as possible. And he knows the names of reliable contractors, inspectors, lenders, home insurance providers. He can put the whole package together for you, whether you're the buyer or whether you're the seller. He says, I think I'm the best realtor to serve your needs. So give him a try. Mickey Silva at Residential Properties, 140 Wickenden Street in Providence. Our number is 464-2158. That's Mickey Silva of Residential Properties. And if you're wondering what's in your appetite, well, I'll tell you. Grumpy's is probably in your appetite. You find them at South Bellingham. The menu, very expansive. So expansive they can satisfy any taste. You might want to try Grumpy's Signature Burger. There are actually 12 to choose from. And if you like seafood, try their broiled seafood sampler or haddock scallop shrimp, lobster, and a stuffed quahog. You might want to check out the Taste of Italy menu as well from eggplant parmesan, spaghetti and meatballs, and many other Italian choices. Or perhaps try a Grumpy Sirloin. Filet mignon or Bourbon Street steak tips all charbroiled to taste of perfection. And they have nightly menu specials as well to choose from. Weekend specials, too. And enjoy, of course, the lunches now back at Grumpy's as well. Grumpy's, South Bellingham, Pulaski Boulevard. Uh, I've been going there since it was, uh, Chris, remember the the grandfather's mustache? That's what it was before Grumpy's. <laughs> the mustache. Oh, yes. Mustache. yes. Yes, indeed. Uh, I've been I'm, going there I'm a long old time. remember that. Yeah. Uh, a good place to eat. And I, I love their uh, chicken sandwich. Not many, some places you go and you get a grilled chicken sandwich. It's a little dry. They have the best grilled chicken sandwich. Look for the ultimate chicken with Swiss cheese, bacon, <laughs> comes with mushrooms. I put a little mustard on that with those fries. My absolute favorite sandwich at Grumpy's South Bellingham. <coughs> Excuse me. 
We're back on the Upfront program. We are looking for your calls and conversation. And it looks like we may have one on the line, but they have an extended conversation with Johnny Reynolds. But, yeah, see, there it is. It's blinking. Well, we, we, can, uh, we can touch on an issue. Since, Rod- on an issue, since Roger's yeah. in here and you mentioned <laughs> sports a little bit this morning, I was listening to you and we talk about finance. You mentioned the great Bill Belichick. Yeah. the highest paid coach in professional sports. Isn't that something? And uh, maybe he's getting paid for those Tom Brady days. I think so. But I, I, I looked it up, and I think you probably commented on this. The cap hit is the way you measure the average salary of, of a professional football player, uh, how much it counts against the cap. It's like $225 million uh, next year. But Hunter Henry uh, makes $15 million a year, and Belichick is paid higher than any play, which is very unusual. But mm. Belichick will not talk about his contract in public, but it's kind of fairly well known. It's in his contract that he will always be the highest paid uh, NFL coach. Wow. And that's an assigned agreement he has with Kraft. So he's continually moving up. And we talked talk about Bill Car- uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll making $15 million, But it's built right into his contract. And I guess as you win Super Bowls, you have that leverage. Eventually, he may not have that leverage. Right. How long will that last? And, and uh, one thing I'll say about Bill Belichick, he's got a great agent <laughs> to get that clause through <laughs> on his contract. Uh, just before we get to the phones, though, while we are there, and I know there there are very few bigger fans of Tom Brady than Chris Boule. Um, it was great. I, I know I enjoyed it, and I'm sure you did. To see the flashes of the old Tom Brady, two touchdowns, last three minutes of the game. You must have been excited. I know I was. It was it was really really good. I was watching with Amy, and we had the fortunate uh, we were fortunate enough we were able to see him in Tampa a couple weeks earlier, and he beat. Um, the L.A. Rams uh, at the last second, too. But you, you put nothing by the guy. I, and I, I think I admire most is the lack of fear. You know, we're all trying to achieve things in our lives, whether it's business or personal. Or you have to make a, a speech and maybe you don't like to do public speaking or what have you. Whatever it may be, that lack of fear and self-confidence, I think, is the thing that I admire most that I try to apply to myself is business and relationships and anything else is just go for it and uh hell be damned because there's many quarterbacks who have more physical talent than him who just don't have the mental wherewithal to hang in there like that uh and it's interesting you make those comments because you know i kind of live <laughs> when you when you've hit bottom as much as me you're not afraid um, so even with all the, the problems at the radio station and, you know, Roger gets a little worked up on this, it doesn't phase me. I said, what do we do? We turn Mike on and talk. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. let's, let's just get it done. Uh, speaking of talking, Chris, we got two Absolutely. on the let's- So let's go to the phones. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the Upfront Program. You're on with Chris Boulay. Thanks for your time. Um, hi. I could, I could not care less what uh, Tom Brady does. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I realize he's a great person in, in, in many ways, but, you know, what he does does not affect my life. Whereas, I received a huge, a huge, um, maybe 12 inches by 8 inches, very, very well-designed box from Blue Cross, full of free stuff that I don't want. I wonder... How much money that is costing uh, the government to send to all of people like me? Actually, I'm sorry to interrupt. That was a, oh. a char- that was a charitable donation from Tom Brady to the Blue Cross. You're full of <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, he sold me on that one too, Cal lady. I was like, really? <laughs> no, but God sake. What type you know, of stuff was in the box? Uh, sanitizer, little packages of Kleenex, um, lotion, uh, uh, band-aids, a toothbrush, a, p- a toothpaste, um, p- placard, you know, the little floss things mm. that you can take with you. Sure. I mean, first of all, they're giving us, I think now... Um, almost double over-the-counter every quarter for um, older people like me, which I appreciate, that I appreciate very much. 
and I, I manage to stay well stocked with uh, the kinds of things that I use. Anyway, I'm, 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 I'm confused. Do, do you appreciate getting these things, or, or are you resented? I'm, I'm not following. I appreciate the, the uh, money <coughs> that I am allotted over the counter. I don't know if you're old enough to, to get this with the Blue Cross, but you, you receive a, like a, it's like a credit card, and you can spend, it used to be $60, like 20 bucks a month, on um, medications, like uh, I, I take Corvacetin, uh for high blood pressure, and I would buy that with it. That I appreciate, but this box full of this stuff, I can't even imagine how much money. You can buy this stuff at the dollar store for a buck and a quarter, and, and I'm sure that what the government is paying for this to be distributed all over the state must be, and it goes, let me just say, hand in hand with what you were talking about. Now, I do not know what the acronym OPRA stands for. So American Rescue Something, this is, this is COVID money. All kinds of COVID money is bouncing around. Can you tell that I am not a happy camper today. I, I, uh, I can. I can. Okay. You, you attacked our sports segment, and we're, we've been waiting for years for Roger to go on a long vacation so we could talk a little sports, and you, you, you just peed on our parade. Oh, that's, <laughs> you're lucky. That's all I get. <laughs> we'll talk to you again, but Merry Christmas. Thank you for the call. Yeah, oh, oh, I can't talk about what I really want to talk about? Oh, well, if you're getting to that point, we're, we're all ears. Okay, well, very, very, very quickly. I actually did research. I always say I don't do research. I just repeat what I hear if it makes sense. But I did do research on something because we, you guys talked about it this morning about Warnock losing, I mean, Warnock winning and blah, blah, blah. And I'm looking at it and look, these people claim a 1% victory is like some huge mandate. We are almost evenly divided in this country, and that's something that people forget. And I did the figures, which I'm not going to do now because I took up too much time complaining about stupid stuff. So, But the point is, this is another form of gaslighting. And the fact that the mainstream media will not talk about what Twitter did to affect AFFECT, the 2020 election is a disgrace. And that's why I'm in such a witchy mood today. I am so frustrated. Well, we're going to talk about it. Hopefully, you feel better. We're going to be talking about uh, what Twitter did. I want to do my Larry imitation. <laughs> Have a nice day. You too. <laughs> Thanks for the call. Larry. Larry, the common sense guy. Yeah. You, use that, use that energy to go on your gazelle. Oh, 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 I was on my gazelle. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. What's interesting there is the, is the uh, well, a lot of, it's always interesting when you're talking to the cat ladies, a lot of areas there. Um, but it's the first time, and it was about a week ago, it's very small, but Webster's Dictionary, the word of the year was gaslighting. Mm-hmm. And I say like, I haven't heard anybody use the word gaslighting. What do you mean it's the most commonly, so it was the first time I actually heard in conversation somebody use the term gaslighting. I, I, I had to look it up a couple of months ago. Me too. Because I wasn't sure, and as it gets into uh, the language, you want to be sure uh, what it means. What it means. Uh, what does it mean? It's a form of psychological manipulation in which the abuser attempts to uh, sow self-doubt and confusion in another's mind. Gaslighters are usually seeking to gain power and control over the other person by distorting reality and forcing them to question their own judgment or intuition. And what they're what saying used to be, uh, it's raining, and they're, um, they're peeing on their legs and they're saying it's raining. There you go. Um, but I was excited. It's the first time I've heard it in conversation. <laughs> we have another call, Chris. Back to the phones. You're on with Chris Boulay on the Upfront program. Good morning. You. What Hi. do you think the most harmful weapon can be? Uh, we uh, you, we didn't hear the first part. What 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 do you think the most harmful weapon? Weapon. Well, I think I think you're probably going to controlling language is uh, controlling people. Absolutely, and it's the most hurtful 
because you may forgive a word of something said, but you never forget what the word did to you. In which, in this which, election, which raises a, a point, though, sometimes people are choosing the words that they can't say and not say, and they're, they're deciding whether they're um, offensive or not. So that's a whole other issue, right? Well, some people, I think, um, have a sense of, of decency. Others do not in this last election. People did not run on what they've done but they made it their um, goal to go out and destroy people and it's wrong and it's wrong I have been through what since my father always exposes that like let's say six years old to 70 plus always when I got the boat only once in a hospital, they said if I took a cab to go vote, that they, they wouldn't pay for my hospital stay. So I had to stay there. And back then, there were no options. Um, but but could, 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 like could, you, no could, you could you elaborate, though, back to your point? Regarding okay, they, they attack a person's credibility. Uh, they get writers to write nasty letters. Okay, this this is the the head honcho, and then many people put their names on this, and it's not even their written word. Um, it seems a shame, and I think this is going over into our school systems. So, well, let me, if I ask you a question, you, you, you think in politics that this is a new phenomenon to... To, to question the credibility and gain no, but I think it's the worst. Yeah, because I know in the I guess in the 17, late seventeen hundreds in America, uh, some of the politicians would say the other person had syphilis and make that up. So I, I think it's human nature to want power, and not that it's a good thing, but I think if we've gone for hundreds of years, and I always use the old eighteen oh four when. Um, when Alexander Hamilton got shot by Aaron Brewer, you know, as bad as politics are, it hasn't gotten that bad. Well, I can say, hopefully, as time went on, we should have gotten a little smarter about things. But I don't think it's necessarily true. It definitely was something clear that I noticed myself, uh, especially here in Woonsocket. There was very few campaigning. If you were running for re-election, they weren't running on their record. Uh, if right. they were a new challenger, they weren't running on what we were going to do. So in Woonsocket, we never heard anybody's vision of what they were going to do in two years. It really never entered the election picture. Uh, and in your North Smithfield elections, I could not help but notice uh, on one of my favorite news sites, NRINow.news, that for, I would say, two weeks in front of the election, that website was inundated with very nasty editorials that were written uh, regarding the campaign. Again, By one major honcho. Yeah. I don't say names. But I did not write one article during this campaign because the written word, you don't have to say anything. It's a personal attack. Well, that you, not only hurts the individual, but their family. You, and you were reelected, right? Yes, I was. Congratulations. Thank and, you very much. We appreciate the call. I'll be here uh, a couple of times this month, and uh, we always appreciate your calls. Thank you so much. Well, I, I thank you also. But And by the way, I think government should be taught in watered down from day one. Well, I, I think they should know state. I think they should know national, uh, well, state country, national, and international. And you you make a great point because AOC had commented that she didn't, made a comment not that long ago, she didn't know there were three branches of our government. So, yes, you make a great point there. (laughs) She didn't know. know (laughs) Well, listen, when you ask someone who should know the capital of Rhode Island, they say Boston, then let me tell you, I became a norm in my fifth grade class. There you go. Thanks a lot. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, yeah, that tricky. How many branches of government, right? Oh, my goodness. Goodness gracious. Uh, and I bet they weren't even embarrassed by that, were they? Yeah. Going, going back to the cat, Lee, this may be uh, common uh, information, but Warnock got 51.4% of the vote and Herschel Walker got 486 So there is no mandate there. Basically, it's 50, 5149 yeah. for all intents and purposes. And just as the pollsters had called it.
All right. Uh, we uh, invite you to take part in the program. We do have an open line available if you want to get on the program. Uh, we have an email that came in. It says, good morning, Jeff and Chris. Good morning, Sandra. FYI, not all seniors get those free goodies. The cat lady spoke about I get one OTC card for $50 per year. I believe it may be dependent upon which health care plan you have. Having said that, I'm grateful for the $50 OTC card. And I'm grateful for Tom Brady, my forever quarterback hero. Have a nice day. And uh, you have a nice day as well, sir. Are we able to mention sports and finance? We're here. We, we're going to do that. Um, Aaron Judge just re-signed with the Yankees for nine years. Oh, they got him. $360 million. Wow, huh? That's not, that's not uh, too bad for one MVP year, right? And I was thinking um, two tax cesspools, New York City and California, yeah. those were his options. So what a monumental financial loss to California because their state income tax at that level is 13.3%. Wow. So you combine that with the federal, yes, he's getting $360 million over half of it. Either place, either New York City or California is going to go to the government. Is that one of the highest income tax brackets for a state, California? It is the highest. Oh, it is the highest, yeah. but yet they're always in deficit. Um, well... I was always I always say uh, Hawaii was the highest at twelve percent, and California said hold my beer. They raised, <laughs> they raised it to thirteen point three. Um, but one of the reasons why California has been doing so well is the Trump tax cuts uh, uh, caused a lot of capital appreciation. Mm -hmm. So there's people all, like he's not a member, he's not a resident anymore. But Larry Ellison, uh, founder and uh, CEO of Oracle, his salary was a dollar a year. But he's making $80 million, $100 million a year on stock options. So that, when he was in California and a lot of Silicon Valley, that's how California is doing so well financially. Eventually, it's going gonna, it's gonna to end. Quick commercial break. We return with the Upfront program in a moment. It's a place for breakfast or lunch or a great cup of coffee. It's Betty's at 3 Main Street in Blackstone. Now it's Amanda's turn to keep the tradition going at Betty's. And oh, did I mention they have one of the best cups of coffee around? So whatever it's morning or afternoon, come on over to Betty's for holiday gift certificates and catering of fresh food platters, sugar cookie boxes, finger sandwiches, fresh bread, just to mention a few. Betty's Restaurant and Coffee Shop in Blackstone in the same plaza as Dean Bank. Fresh coffee, always available at Betty's. Since 1992, Christian Jewelers, a second-generation, family-owned and operated fine jewelry store in Lincoln. We specialize in custom jewelry design, diamond engagement rings and wedding bands and stone setting. And we also have a beautiful showroom of fine gold, platinum, and diamond jewelry. In addition, there's a GIA graduate gemologist on site to help with any and all inquiries related to diamonds and precious stones. We're located in the Lincoln Shopping Center at 184 Front Street in Lincoln. Phone, excuse me. Oh, this is how it works. Uh, season's greetings for the Roast House, reminding you that both locations, 13 Farm Street in Blackstone and 176 Columbus Avenue in Pawtucket, open today, and they serve great lunch and specials. Great deals for lunch between 11 and 3.30, Monday through Saturday. But in addition, their regular menu items are available all day. And you know, the Roast House features new and unique specials every weekend. Just visit theroasthouse.com for more details on that. But don't forget, it's the gift of the holiday season. Food and a gift card to the Roast House makes a perfect gift. The Roast House, home to family, friends, and great food. 3 Farm Street in Blackstone and 176 Columbus Avenue in Pawtucket. This is the Upfront Program. Chris Boulay in studio. We do have a caller on the line. Well, maybe you want to throw out another topic before we get back to the phones. And remember, email is always available at upfront at WNRI.com. Yeah, talking about people, you know, finding things to be offended. Did you talk about in the last week or so the Drew Brees commercial? No. So Drew Brees, great quarterback. Uh, formerly of New Orleans Saints, and before that, the I think the San Diego um, Chargers. He's only got one Super Bowl, however, and Tom Brady, I think, has seven as we speak. Um, he did this commercial where he allegedly got hit by lightning, and it was to be done in jest. I didn't see the whole thing, but it was to promote uh, gambling, which I'm, I, I wouldn't have done it. But wow. the whole idea where people, I guess there's a group, an organization where people have been hit by lightning, yeah. and they've called him out. It, it's like, 
Are we going to be completely humorless in our lives that everyone's going to have an issue? I just found it interesting that um, that people I feel bad for them, and of course, and but to to take offense at a commercial like that, I think um, there's going to be no comedy in in, in in twenty years. Everyone's going to be serious and going to be uh, on. Uh, you know, drug, uh, nerve calming drugs. And it's not even, in my opinion, it's an interesting topic. It's not about um, the offense. It's a cash chase. Because what we've learned in this country is there's money in being offended. Mm -hmm. If you offend me, pay me. Yeah. And uh, and it, this has become the pigs at the trough trying to get their easy payday uh, and claiming uh, irreparable damage due to being offended. Yes. Uh, and they're chasing the almighty greenback. Uh, back to the phones on the Upfront program. We have one open line available, 769-0600 if you'd like to join the program. But caller, you are on right now the Upfront program with Chris Boulay. Hey, good morning, Chris. Good morning. Uh, good morning, Bob. Good morning. Yes. Uh, question I have for you, Chris, this, this question in your wheelhouse. What the heck is going on with the stock market? It's more of a roller coaster the last, the last month than anything else. Yeah, um, the, the stock market is always volatile, and I mentioned probably a couple of weeks ago that the, the market has averaged um, between 8 to 12% for the last 60 years, and rarely does it stay in that range. Um, we have we've had issues where 2002, I think the S and P was down a third. We had issues in 2008 when it was down almost 40 percent. We had issues where it's been up 35 percent. So it's always going to be volatile, and you're always going to find stocks um, trading higher than they should and trading lower than they said. Having said all that, interest rates really, really can hurt. High interest rates can hurt the stock market because. You look at the NASDAQ, it's, it was at 16000 it's down to around 11000 Those companies depend on financing to get going, very dependent on, on, on that kind of capital. That has hurt the market. The Fed's raised interest rates, uh, I think, seven times to, to fight inflation. So if you remember, we talk about this a lot, you go back a couple of years ago, and banks are paying zero, you could invest in the S&P. And if the S&P 500 just held its value, you're collecting about 2.5-3%. So now the interest rates are going up. There are places to go. I've, I'm, I've been seeing CDs come across my desk paying almost 5% for one year. So you're always going to have that pressure. Having said that, past performance is no guarantee of future performance, but historically the last 17 times we've had rate cycles, six months later the market's been up 18%. So... It's always going to be volatile, and I tell people if it's money you need in a couple of, in a year or two, you probably don't want it to be in the stock market. So I think the volatility will continue. What I think experts are looking for is the Santa Claus rally. Historically, the market has done well in January, excuse me, December, because you've got people putting money in. It's done historically well in January because you've got people putting their 401k and SEP contributions in. But it's always going to be... Um, unpredictable, and uh, it's kind of like golf. The closer you get to it, the less you seem to know. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great analogy, Chris. Yeah, it's, uh, a, it's a game you can't master, and even though you're in, you know, I love to play golf, and I haven't mastered it, and I never will. Um, I'm close to the equity markets, and um, you, you probably want to keep your, you know, short-term opinions to yourself because you just don't know what's going to happen. We've seen days where I've come in here on a Thursday, and the, and the futures indicating that the market's going to open up, up or down, or down 400 points, they end up the day 500 points. So it's very, very unpredictable, and um, it takes long-term commitment I've seen to, to, to really do well in the market. But uh, I always expect volatility. Well, I know, I guess, I know the real estate market is, uh, has, has taken its toll for anybody seeking their first first time home buyers, and they've been basically priced out of the market on the marginal end of things. Absolutely, and uh, we, we had our um, UBS Christmas party last night at the Capitol Grill, got a chance to pick brains of uh, some of my co-workers, and um, uh, there's a lot of um, diversification going on. This individual is saying a lot of their clients are investing heavily in art and want to be in the stock market but don't want to have everything in there. Uh, there's a gentleman who calls or emails here regularly who's into collectibles, and I was not going to discourage that person to be in another asset class. So absolutely, um, many of the people who are anonymous 
who are bidding up things like Tiger Woods's golf clubs from when he won the four majors in a row, you know, with millions of dollars. Usually those are people who are very wealthy or looking to diversify other than the stock market. That's just a different kind of collectible, but nevertheless, I mean, in time, I mean, I just wanted, you know, what the value will dictate with those uh, commodities will be, you know, down the road. You, you always have the fear of the tulips, and I use that all the time, and I'm not the only one. The 1400s in the Netherlands, they were bidding up tulips, and then all of a sudden somebody realized these things really aren't worth this, and all of a sudden the market crashed. We saw that potentially with, with some of the uh, cryptocurrency. It's no great uh, benefit to you if you make millions of dollars in crypto, put it into an exchange, and now the exchange goes bankrupt and you can't get the money back and there's, there's nobody answering the phone. So it, it's, I don't know where crypto is going to go, but it certainly is taking a step backwards. So I always appreciate your calls, and I wish I could be more definitive, but um, not gonna make, you can't give investment advice on the radio like this. Oh, I understand because I'm just saying is that, you know, when you follow the, you follow the market, you know, every day, you know, you hear the, you know, with the standard pours, you know, the Dow. Uh, let, 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 me, let me leave you with this. Do you, do you have an iPhone? No, I don't. Oh, okay. Well, so go to the Internet and take a look at the chart for the Dow or the S&P and take a look at it since, like, 1980. And you spread that out. And you're going to see there's a lot of little blips there, but it's consistently going up. The Dow Jones Industrial Average used to be 28 points in, in 1927, 28. So um, it's very difficult to bet against America, and the stock market is very tied to America. So long term, it, it's always a good bet. Always appreciate your call, and thank you. Uh, I had to apologize there. I stepped out of the studio. Otherwise, I would have weighed in on that discussion myself, as you know, Chris, because uh, I invest also. Matter of fact, to uh, secure my retirement, I've invested by uh, by collecting Roger Bouchard's original headphones when he started in radio. <laughs> oh, Radio Hall of Famer. Yeah, Radio and, Hall of Famer. And I think uh, if I was to give you some investment advice, I would get the ones that you started with too <laughs> you're going to follow in his footsteps put it away someday right uh fast commercial break we still got about 10 minutes here on the program seven six nine zero six hundred. we're going to another topic from chris boulet in a moment this word from the chemawa golf course it's the Chamawa Golf Course, your favorite golf course in North Attleboro now in its second generation of family ownership, only 12 miles from Woonsocket. But right now, through December 16th, and if you hear this ad after December 16th on WNRI, tell somebody about it. Because these specials are only good until that time. Buy a $120 gift certificate for $100, but only online. Buy a $250 gift certificate for $200, only online. A $500 gift certificate for $100. And a special offer, a league price, a $1,000 gift certificate for the league, $200 off. But these are only online discount gift certificates. And they're only available through December 16th because we close for the season December 16th. And now, here's our email address to get these online specials. Chamawa Golf. C-H-E-M-A-W-A-G-O-L-F dot com. Chamawa Golf. Go online and get these special discounts through December 16th. They are great Christmas gift ideas. We've got great gifts for the holidays. We're the Honey Shop. If you're looking for some amazing gifts at affordable prices, stop into the Honey Shop for hostess gifts, teacher's gifts, handcrafted jewelry, all kinds of soup mixes and dips, gift boxes with hot sauces, salsas, and barbecue sauces, and so many other things for holiday giving, holiday ornaments, and also gift baskets and boxes that can be customized to that special person. Stop by for affordably priced, locally crafted gifts at The Honey Shop, 1300 Park Avenue. Open every day, 766-1488 if you have a question. We're The Honey Shop, your holiday shopping headquarters. Reminding you that the Elks do something different all week long. For instance, on Tuesdays, those delicious fresh Italian grinders that we prepare ourselves Tuesdays from 10 to 1. They're only $8 in there every Tuesday in the parking lot at 380 Social Street. Same location on Wednesday. However, it's Italian night at the Elks. And that means you can have your favorite veal parmesan or chicken parmesan or any other Italian 
a delicacy that we offer on the night. Sometimes we have a special, but it all happens between 5 and 7.30, Italian night at the Elks. And then on Friday is fish fry, same time from 5 until 7.30, with the fish and chips and the chowder and the clam cakes and the baked fish. And for those who are not into seafood, we have the steak sandwich and the steak and cheese sandwich with french fries. So if you're looking for something on Friday night or on Wednesday night, Italian night Wednesdays 5 to 7.30, and it's fish fry 5 to 7.30 on Friday nights at the Elks right here in Woonsocket at 380 Social Street. The public is invited to our dining room. All right, thank you, Roger, and thank you to the Elks Club. Chris Boulay in studio. Do you want to spin another topic up before we get back to the callers? Uh, let's see here. How about um, the uh, government uh, rolled out the new U.S. Uh, the stealth bomber? And that's kind of unusual. Last time we had that happen, uh, Jimmy Carter did it because he was losing the election and he wanted to show power. Obviously, we messed up rescuing the hostages, crashed a couple of helicopters, and it was just an uh, incredible national embarrassment. And uh, before that, they rolled out the first B-1 bomber and they let it out uh, in public to try to give the air of... Um, confidence and so i i hadn't seen that now they have the new stealth bomber and i find it kind of interesting it sounds kind of like a ploy by the uh, administration to uh to come across with the issue we've had with afghanistan and and other issues um we're looking to appear strong but um you can kind of see right through it i got an email from tim uh you know, pointing out and saying, you know, do you think ABC uh, anchors will survive this latest uh, romance scandal of television? They're talking about Amy Robach and T.J. Holmes, both uh, married, both part of Good Morning America, uh, both married to other people, and now photos all over the Internet of an affair as they are quite handsy and, and what they call public displays of affection. Uh, burning up gossip pages, tabloids, and now social media, both pulled off the air. Will they? Well, the network, the network will survive. That's for darn sure, as they've they've had worse. Not uncommon workplace romances when people work closely together. Uh, the bonds can happen. Uh, I had to pledge to Dina that there will be no workplace romance between me and Johnny Reynolds. <laughs> um, she feels well secured now, Chris. Now. Um question to, to you, Jeff. Did, did you know who these people were? No. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So I wasn't the only one? No, no. Okay. I'm like, no, who are these no, guys? No, I, I had no <laughs> idea. And uh, why do I care? And, I'm right. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> I thought I was the only, I thought I was out yeah. of touch. Yeah. I, I feel very old because I, I like the New York Post and uh, that's where I picked up the issue this morning with Aaron Judge. Um, and uh, page six, I don't know any of these people. I have no idea who they are and uh, why I should care. Right, thanks. <laughs> I, thought I, was, I thought something was wrong with me. I feel better now, Chris. <laughs> there might still be something wrong with me, but at least it's not that. Uh, good morning, caller. You're on the Upfront program with Chris Boulay. Hey, guys. How you doing? How you um, doing? So, Chris, you were talking earlier. I, and I, excuse me. I've been tuning in and out just because of work meetings, but... You're talking about reparations from Brett Smiley. Was that correct? You were talking about that earlier? Well, my understanding is he's putting the kibosh on that and the laws that was pushing it. So I, I could be mistaken, but I, I think um, he, he did an interview saying he didn't think that was a very good idea. Right. So here's my answer. Here's my, here's my answer to this problem, right? And I'm not even opposed to reparations, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I, I don't really know how I feel on it completely. I'm not in complete opposition to it, but I will say this. And I don't know if this is a like a rhetorical question or, or a question that I'm expecting you to agree or disagree with, but the whole reparations package, do you know how much it was? Do you know if it was like, what was it, like $100 million or $50 million? Are, are we talking about uh, Providence? Yeah. The I, I, th I, think, I think it was $10 million. $10 million. Why doesn't Brown University just fork over the $10 million for that? You know, and, and the reason why I'm saying that is all these people do is lecture everybody on how everybody's racist and how they're not racist. Would that not be would that not be like a good thing? I mean they have what 3 billion dollars in in uh, endowment funds. They can't cough up 10 million dollars and say, "Hey, Brown University, this place of diversity and this place of tolerance will pay for it or hail or What do you think? Well, Brown University uh, is standing on weak ground because uh, people who founded Brown had slaves. So in 2012, um, they put out, I think it was like 47-page uh, research piece on themselves and did a, a meta culpa. But 
the city of Providence is having trouble getting Brown to even pay their fair share of property taxes. And I use that word. There's so many buildings that are being purchased by Brown University that are off the tax rolls. So it's always been an important relationship between the Brown president and the mayor, much like it's always been important for the city of Winsocket's mayor to have a good relationship with CVS. So I think it's a, it's a reach when the city of Providence is, is just trying to get them to pay property taxes on buildings that they're taking off. I am totally against reparations. I find it's easy to compare that people are not being held responsible for what they're doing now, and you're going to hold people who had nothing to do with uh, certain issues to have to, to have to pay. And how do you do it? I'm, I'm part American Indian. Do, do you want to give me reparations? It's, it, it's, it's a slippery slope, and it, when the fact that we're not even punishing people who were doing it, just like Ronald Reagan used to say, you know, it's not society's fault that people are bad. If we start blaming society, we're missing the point. Somebody acted badly. So I, for one, am not uh, for reparations at all in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, fair enough. Do you have another caller, or can I keep going? No, no go ahead. Go ahead. Um, so one other thing I just want to say, and again, I don't mean to, I don't mean to sound super pessimistic this morning, but I... I've been saying this for about three or four years now, probably four years. Providence is a dump. Like, I went there Sunday with my wife for brunch or for lunch, and it's just, it's worse than ever. Every time I go, I think it's going to be cleaned up. I'm like, right, they can't let this keep going. Like, somebody's going to say, okay, stop. We need to clean up the graffiti. We need to clean up the needles. We need to clean up, you know, um, you know. again, I, I feel bad for homeless people, but, you know, maybe help them find some housing somewhere or something. There's people sleeping in sidewalks. Right on the and, and look I, again. I, I'm nothing but empathetic to the homeless. Nobody wants to be sleeping on a sidewalk, right? But it's just the entire city. A, it's not safe. It's not sanitary. It's disgusting. It's I mean, it, it, there's just trash everywhere. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's very, it's very much, you know. Providence is losing population. I think there's like 185,000 people. It used to be over a quarter of a million, but it's not. Uh, just Providence is pretty much every democratically controlled city in the country that's going down. When I go out to eat in Providence, a big consideration for me at a restaurant is, is valet. We don't have to deal with that stuff. But I, I think Providence has got the wrong leadership. And as has been often said, um, Thomas Jefferson coined, coined it in America, but he didn't originate it. You get the government that you deserve. Thank you so much for taking the time. All right, bye, guys. Bye-bye. Chris, we got about uh, less than a minute left to give a final word. You'll be back here tomorrow, I believe. Yeah, I'll be back here tomorrow. Um, thinking about Bob Igor back in charge of Disney. Yes. Oh, can we talk about that of tomorrow? Of course. That's yeah. a big story to me, and Roger's not so interested. And then, <laughs> and then we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about Hunter Biden, the Twitter update. We'll talk about the, uh, the Republicans and what, what they're looking to do. Rhode Island's James Wood is threatening to sue Twitter because yes, he's been blocked. U.S. is out of the World Cup, and the joke is now America can stop pretending that they like soccer. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't watch one second, and I and I couldn't care less. Right? I, yeah. yeah, yeah, me too. It's a lot of green field there, isn't there? Yeah. Uh, thanks for being with us, Chris. Recipe for a good day coming up next. So stay tuned. We have a nice menu to share with you. We'll be back in five minutes. You're listening to WJEF All Jeff All Day on WNRI.